Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationship, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. I'm Robert Tippett, your host, and with here, the 7 Daily Choices author and a good friend of mine, Dow Tippett, and yes, we're related. And Dow, good morning. Good to talk to you today. Morning. Good to be how with was you. The, how was the Thanksgiving holiday for you? Uh mostly good until I ran over my computer, but otherwise it was good. <laughs> yep. And we, uh, we, we were afraid we weren't going to be able to get today's show recorded because of it, but uh, we have managed to uh, pull it together here and, and get a show recorded, which is good. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to hear that. Hopefully you'll recover quickly. Yeah. Fortunately, um, only the monitor seems to be affected and there are other ways to get Address monitors that. working and address yes. that. So, so I've addressed it. That's how we're here. Uh, everything else seems to be working. Okay. So the actual CPU is fine and my computer's five years old. So it's probably time to replace it anyway. Ah, so <laughs> gives me maybe, a good excuse. Maybe fortuitous. Got it. Well, today we have a special show for everybody. We've got a, 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 a soon to be published author, Steve Sullivan on the show. And Steve uh, has got a book that will be coming out sometime early next year. The, I guess the plan right now is February, roughly is the time frame, maybe a little well, later. Well, he was hoping for February. He's looking more like March now. Um, okay. He's, he's got the book in beta, so people are reading it for him and responding, and I am one of those. You're one of those beta readers. Yeah, so I've had the, the joy of reading it ahead of time, which is why we get to interview him. So the book that's coming out is going to be called Apples and Oranges on Your Team, uh, kind of a, a book that focuses on how you deal with the fact that uh, everybody on your team is a little bit different flavor, and how do you make that work uh, in a team as a leader, uh, correct? I, as, as I understand it, that's kind of the focus of the book. Yeah, so one of the things Steve does is he just share. I mean, the book is just a series of stories. And I talk about it a little bit in the interview, it's sort of a meditation book for leaders. And uh, each little story is, you know, it's three to five minutes. It's not a long read. And then gives you a, a leadership thought to consider And all of them. I mean, this is right up our alley because all of them about are about how we relate to others on our team differently because everyone's different. And so Everybody's relationship, unique. leadership, Steve and I had some simpatico going on. Okay. Well, look, let's not give too much away. Let's let Steve and you uh, talk about it. So let's get into the All interview. Right. Hey, everybody. So welcome in uh, Steve, who's here joining us today. Um, Steve is a confidence catalyst. So Steve, let's just start right there and explain to us what you mean by confidence catalyst. Great question. Uh, it, it's designed to prompt this question. Uh, if you understand science, you understand a catalyst is something that helps accelerate uh, reactions. And so as a confidence uh, mentor, coach, whatever you want to call me, I operate in a way to accelerate other people to achieve the confidence that they need to move forward, take the actions they need to take to, again, achieve or accomplish what they want. Awesome. So you help people feel confident in what, in what they already have, right? Yes, exactly. What's in them. 
Awesome. Yeah. One of the things I, I do with my clients is I'm not concerned about what they think is wrong with them. I want to learn what their strengths are and help them focus on the strengths, the positives that they can build off of to gain that confidence. Okay. Do you use certain tools to do that? I do. I have, I'm a certified UMAP coach. Um, Christian Sherry is the author of that process, but it's a discovery process where we'll look at your strengths through the Clifton Strength Finder. We'll look at your values. We'll look at your preferred skills. What do you like to do? And then a personality. And when we pull all those things together, we can get a, a great picture of you as a unique individual. There's nobody else out there like you. God created you to be unique. And by looking at these things, we can now say, God made you this. And for some people, it's really eye-opening and revelational. Because, you know, I, I was talking with one woman who had communication as her strength. But as a child growing up, what did she hear? You talk too much. You talk too much. And so by the time she got into high school, she started shutting down and not talking anymore. It closed, it closed down the very strength that God had given her that she had to later learn, go through a tough period to learn that, hey, God created me to be a communicator. So I'm going to use my voice to get his message out there, whether it's written or spoken. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Because so often that happens, right? We have some wound from our childhood that's going to get in our way from being our best self, right? It, it is. And it, it, sometimes it's as parents, we don't know better. And we oftentimes want to think our kids should follow after us, you know, because we know we were successful by doing this. So you should be doing that. And, and I've seen this happen in families where, you know, a parent may have an achiever strength, which means they're very goal oriented. They're very task list oriented. They want to check off that task. They want to move to that next accomplishment. Uh, but their kid doesn't have achiever. Their kid might be a might have adaptability, which means as a person, they're able to flow and move with changes in a way that allows them to continue to function well, stay on top of things. And yet their father, their mother's beating them down because of they're not seeing that achiever in them. And what they don't realize is that what's the number one thing people are looking for in leaders today? It's adaptability. So their son actually has the best skill, best strength to become and achieve the leader that they probably want him to be. But they're standing. Yeah, they're standing away. So how do you help people? So when they hear those voices, how do you help them get those voices out of their head? Uh, that, that is a great question, because one of the things I've realized, certainly as a Christian, is that our words have the power of life and death, as Scripture says. And that's not just in speaking but that's also the words we think within ourselves. So if you're telling yourself, I'm dumb, I can't do this, I don't know enough, you're in a sense speaking death to yourself. 
And what I try and do tell people is, is do you want to die or you want to live? And most people want to live. So it's like you need to change your inner voice to speak life. And that may, that may require you to verbalize certain things like I am worthy um, because if they can grasp certain things and believe it, they can build that confidence from inside and change that conversation that instead of pulling it down, can lift them up. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, you, you've actually written some of these stories down. Um, you've got a book you're working on right now called Apples and Oranges in your, on your team. Correct. That's the title stories down, right? Yes. So what are some, just real quick, maybe one or two, what are some of your favorite stories that you've shared with other people about how you have helped somebody who's, who's kind of, or maybe you've been helped. I know there's some of them are how you've been helped to see the world differently uh, through your strengths rather than your weaknesses. At least from a strength standpoint, one of the things I know personally is it's helped me in my own marital relationship. And as people as people get certified in UMAP, they begin to see this very true. Because, you know, I don't know how long you've been married. I've been married 26 years. Yeah. And it, over the course of the time, there's always been this tension and tug of war between my wife and I, between me wanting to go out and be involved in these group type things and social events and her wanting to stay home and do her own thing. And, you know, sometimes I would drag her out and at the end of the time, she'd say, yeah, I had a good time, you know? And so then I started using that like you know by the end of the time you're gonna have a great time you should come with me but once i understood my strengths which i have a strong relator strength called connectedness and that's why i want to get out and connect with people and then i understood her strengths which were very inward focus that it dawned on me I'm trying to get her to do something that's not a part of her natural strengths. That's why she doesn't want to do it. Mm. And so it helped us in our relationship by me coming to a sense to say, okay, honey, I'm no longer going to try and drag you out to these events. I'll let you do your own thing at home. I'll go do my thing and we can live happily together. <laughs> so, and, and in that, so you became aware of, both of you and how you both work and then how did you guys have that conversation to be able to um, then take that and make the next steps and make the next changes well it took a, it took a while for me to get my wife to let me take her through the umap process she was like oh, no, i'm not going to do this not going to do this but she started to look for another job and she started getting interview and i told her i said you know, the UMAP process will help you identify what your strengths are, what you bring to the table, and they, it will help you in the interview process. I have seen that time and time again. And so she yielded, we went through it, and I was able to then, uh, you know, 
I took her through it so fast. She wanted to go through it like nonstop. <laughs> Usually we space it out over four weeks. We'll talk about this sure. uh, this week, this uh, move on. We did it all on a weekend. So she got the accelerated version. Um, but yes, once, once we saw her strengths, my strengths, we could talk about those things it, through a common language. Right. I mean, before that, we didn't have a common language. We just knew that there was a tension, right? right? So the strengths gave us that common language. And, you know, one of the interesting things is I then did my daughter. She's... Uh, How old's your daughter? Junior in college. Okay. And I did her this a few weeks ago, or actually about Christmas time, I think I did it. Uh and what, one of the things I learned is oftentimes children have uh, a mixture of strengths from their parents. Mm. Okay. But that's not always the case. So I, I wondered, okay, what did my daughter have? What my, I could, as a UMAP coach, you learn what strengths look like. I could kind of guess, you know, what I thought some of my daughter's strengths were. Sure. When she got done with the process, and I looked at, you know, their top 10 strengths. We usually only talk about the top five, but I went ahead and looked at my wife's top 10, her top 10, and my top 10. My wife and daughter have four of the same strengths in the top six. Oh, wow. Here. So she is basically a chip off her mother. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, yeah. And I, and she's very much like mom, you know, she'd rather be in her room doing her own thing, learning, studying. She's working to be a marine biologist, but um, yeah, knowing your strengths can so help you. So as you're working. Go ahead. Yeah. So as you're working with different people, you're already showing us apples and oranges. Everybody's not the same, right? Which Correct. is kind of the idea behind your book. We've got to learn how to see people for who they are and help them grow from where they are, not where we are. Correct. Right? So we need to be clear on that. So as you're working with different people, how do you, um, how do you help them to navigate and see what they're doing and who they are? And then how do you help them see what the benefits are of that so they can move with confidence in that direction? Good question. Um, one, you have to have somebody who's that you can develop a trust with so that there's this trust level. Two, they have to want to know. <laughs> there's a lot of leaders who don't want to know. They think they're perfect or whatever, or I'm the leader. Everybody's got to do what I say because I'm the leader. And, and unfortunately, I'll try and tell them, hey, your job as a leader is to become the best possible leader you can be. So what are you doing to become that best possible leader? It's not something, you know, it's not a title you get and you've arrived and it, it's a role that you've been given and you need to figure out how to be the best you can at it. So if I can get to them and convince them of a sense that, yeah, there may be things I can learn. And then okay. some of that process is helping them understand what 
they are and see how that operates and coaching them on how to operate better. So for example, if the leader's an achiever, that person's gonna be driving his team, no doubt about it. But one of the downsides, cause there's always what I call an Achilles heel or a shadow side to a strength that if you use it too much, it can create a negative impact. And for the people with achiever, they put tasks ahead of people and relationships. And they often can actually destroy relationships because they're not doing the things they need to do to build the relationship. So knowing that about a leader, I can say, hey, you need to focus on how to use your achiever strength to build relationships. And I'll say that, I'll say that to uh, parents as well as, uh, you know, husbands. And usually what I'll do is I'll say to them, hey, show me your task list. And what's on their task list? Project, project, project. All, all career stuff, okay? Right. And I'll be like, you know, where's your family on this list? Oh, they're just family. This is why you are allowing your strength to take you to a place that's undermining your ability to be the husband or the father that you want to be in your home. And some of them will come to that rationalization and say, well, see what I can I do about that. And I'll say, you need, you know, you're driven by taskless. So put relational stuff on your task. If your son's got baseball, he wants you at the game. So make sure Going to his games is on your list. Your wife wants time with you. So, you know, if you guys agree to go out Friday nights, make sure you've got date night on your list so that it always keeps it in front of the achiever that says, oh, yeah, I'm not just achieving to build a career to provide for my family because, you know, that's the sense that guys especially get. I have to also build into my family. Right. You know, here at Seven Daily Choices, we talk all the time about how um, it's when we transform our relationships that we're able to optimize our leadership. And so we've got to get relationship right if we, in order to get leadership right. But um, so oftentimes when we get in business uh, and, and in the business world, these are called soft skills. Yes. I'm just going to ask you, because I've said this, but but I'm curious in, in on your perspective, are these skills softer or harder? <laughs> and and are they, I mean, would you call them skills? Would they are skills. Them- they, they're, okay. they're definitely skills, whether you want to call them soft or hard. Hard often usually means, oh, it's something I had to go learn. Yeah. Soft skills somehow seem to be, oh, it, it's intuitive. We should just be able to do it. And, and I don't know that there's any skill where you can just intuitively have it do it. I think there's things that can help you. Like, um, you know, I'm a big servant leader proponent. I talk about the behaviors of servant leadership with the people I, I coach or mentor. And long before I even heard servant leadership, I was doing these behaviors. And I can attribute that to the fact that I had a relationship to God and that God was working through me and showing me 
how to relate effectively to my team. And now that I'm in a coaching situation, one of the reasons I put together the book, Apples and Oranges in Your Team, is to help people understand how to invest into the relationships of those people. And I try and challenge them through metaphors to think about, you know, like the story of the tree, you know, how does a tree grow? It grows from nourishment. So what are you doing to nourish your team as a manager? Anybody ever asked you that? No, probably not. It's probably not a part of standard professional development. And we're missing out because development is on what? Uh, budget, got to know how to do budget. Uh, we got to know how to hire, uh, you know, and it's it's these managerial type of things. Sure. Where teams that are motivated and most productive and successful are the teams that have a leader who understands them as individuals, invests in them as individuals, makes it their job to invest in the individuals. And then those individuals want to work harder, better, and work together more and accomplish more. Awesome. So, so Steve, one of the things that uh, we see there is, is there sometimes when we talk about this stuff, we talk about relating better to people, et cetera. Have you ever come across a leader who they really just don't have the skills? They, they don't have the skills to know how to relate to their team better. What do you do with a guy who he just, he just doesn't know how to do that? Yeah, how do you help I mean, those guys. I mean, you know, the engineer who gets promoted to manager. Now, I shouldn't pick on engineers. Yeah, no, go ahead. That's IT. It's, it's a great, really good, nice engineers. But it is, you know it is I mean. a good, it is good analogy. Yeah. One of the things I learned through this process, you know, looking like at Gallup, who specializes in a lot of leadership and growth and how businesses are successful, they'll tell you only one out of 10 managers is geared to manage people. So when you think about that, that means 90% of your leadership team in any organization doesn't know how to effectively manage people. Mm. There's, and you're fortunate if you got that 10%. And they're usually like little islands or little oasis in this big desert. Uh, people that work for them are like, oh yeah, that's, you're the best boss I've ever worked for. Right. Because it's, you're, you're meeting their needs in a way. So yeah. one of the things you got to do with, in, back to your question is why did you become a, a leader? What's, you know, how, what's the motivation? And sometimes they'll say, well, you know, I wanted more money. It gave me more money. I, you know, I didn't want people telling me what to do. And it's like, okay, are any of your reasons related to working with people? And oftentimes they have to honestly say, no, I hadn't really thought about that. And you're right. That is the hardest part of this is now I've got to work with people. I used to just be able to do it myself, you know? Right. And so essentially 
good, technically competent people, because I worked in IT, I saw this happen. Companies look and they say, oh, Steve's the best programmer on the team, so let's make him manager. <laughs> well, now what, what have you done? <laughs> You've potentially taken your best programmer and put him in a role that he's terrible at. Right. So you've lost your best programmer and you got a terrible manager. Right. And so you, you really, in some ways I have to challenge them. And some of them say, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't be a manager. And they, they get out of the business. So, so let me, I want to turn back to the book for a minute here, Steve. So talking about apples to oranges on your team, um, you've written this, uh, what I told you earlier, I said, it's kind of like a, a daily meditation for leaders. Um, You you just have, it's like a short story with one question that ends, that ends each story to kind of significantly move the leader forward. What kinds of things are you hoping that leaders will get as they read this book out of it that will help them? What are you looking, hoping that leaders will get? Well, I would have to say, I hope I'm challenging their way to look at leadership because a lot of those questions are not the standard type of leadership questions you would get. Uh, and so they are designed to really cause you to reflect. And hopefully through that reflection, they might have to admit to themselves, yeah, I don't know how to do this. Um, right. uh, maybe they gain some insight into, okay, Maybe I should be doing this. Now let's try and figure out how we can do that. Uh, you know, especially if they go back to their team. Um, as you mentioned in the book, at the front, I talk about how to use the book. Mm-hmm. And one way is to use that within a team environment where a manager can say to the team, I know I need to improve as a manager and I want your help. And here's the story and you share it at the meeting and say, okay, what do you think is happening in our environment that represents this story? Mm. And, and maybe open the door for people to say, oh yeah, you know, when you do this and this, I feel really strengthened, you know? And, and so let's say the nourishment story. Okay. So now the leader can write down, yeah, okay, this, this, this works. And then maybe somebody else says, hey, I don't think you're being clear enough in your directions to us. Mm. And so that's, you're not nourishing your team then because they're looking for valuable feedback, but you're giving them terrible feedback. Right. Right. One of the things, so what you're saying is this can be used as a practical tool by leaders with their team. The other thing I've, I've recognized, and this is just as I've been reading through it. Now I haven't rushed through it because you said take 30 days. And so I'm trying to, but if you take one thought and you get that one question at the end of the day, and you just keep asking yourself that question all day long, you really get, I mean, by the end of the day, you've really kind of walked through that particular idea long enough to at least have it 
come up again later in the week when it needs to. And so I want to encourage people. This is one of those books as a leader that you can get and you can just take a few minutes a day to kind of center your mind on how to lead people well and not just do tasks well, how to get out of the vein of trying to get things done and instead build people and build into people. And so I uh, really want to encourage you, we're, when are we looking for this book? When should we look for this book? How, how soon are you hoping to have it out to people? I, I was hoping to have it out February 16th, but I've, I've sent it out to a few beta readers of which you've been generous enough to be one of them. Yeah. And some feedback I'm getting there has been excellent feedback. And now I know I need to really go back and potentially do some significant rewrite, um, you know, because the stories were designed in a very concise format. Mm-hmm. And some of the feedback I'm getting is that I could be a little bit more, elaborate a little more in terms of the context of the story. Uh, I mean, you, you might have a different opinion on that, but I, I, I love them. I, cause, cause it's a, it's a three minute, maybe five minute read. And, and this is, this is toilet reading, right? This is, I get up in the morning, I can get this in my head and I can take it with me and I don't have to carry it anywhere. Now, again, we don't need to debate that all right now. So, so this is coming out later, but you wrote these down as a block, right? Are they still available? They, They actually, they were written as social media posts on LinkedIn. Okay. Spend most of my social media time on LinkedIn because it is a community of professionals and there's a lot of great professional interaction. So I encourage people that are looking for something other than politics and other stuff that you get in Facebook. LinkedIn has a much more professional demeanor with all sorts of things that maybe you haven't thought about that you should be thinking about. And, and I do what's called Story Saturday, so I write these. And LinkedIn has a 1,300-character limit for a post. So I have to keep my stories under 1,300. Now, gotcha. I re, I, as I pulled them out of that, I revised them a little bit, made them a little bit longer for the book. But, yes. Yeah, so you can go on, and, and you're just at Steve Sullivan, or how do they find you on LinkedIn? Steve-Sullivan-IT. That's that's the back end of the LinkedIn URL. Okay, great. And we'll we'll try and get that in the show notes too. Listen, because because I want you guys to go out and and until the book comes, and then as you have suggestions, start connecting with Steve, give him your input, and maybe even give him some ideas for the second edition of Apple store, apples and oranges <laughs> on your team. Well, I, I have, think there's more of this in you. I it, think there, there's, there, there's got to there be more of this in you. Those stories there is like a is set number one. I have a whole yeah. other set of stories based on strengths that were just written by each 34 strengths. Boom, 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 boom. And now I'm starting a series on values. Mm, great. So, so, yeah, if you go out to LinkedIn, you can find it. 
So you hear this from Steve. This is just the start. Steve's just getting rolling and he's got this stuff coming out. And so I want to make sure you have that. So we'll we'll put that in show notes. What are what are other ways people can get in touch with you, Steve, if they want to be able to get in touch with you and connect with you some more? Certainly through Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. Those are the those are the two best ways uh, to, get in, to get in touch with me at this point in time. Awesome. Okay, I got one more question. It's still related to the book, but it's a little bit off from the, the content. Who's the artist? The artist, is, is a lot of people are asking me that. And what it is, is I took a lot of public domain pictures. Yeah. It's the sketch tool to create the picture. So, so you've just gone out and found these great pictures because, because they're really, I mean, that sketch look. So, so folks, you'll, you'll get to see it when the book comes out, but there's this sketch look to the pictures that I just think is really cool for this same idea of it being, it's a very simple and yet very meaningful story. And the pictures are the same way. It's a very simple picture because it's a sketch but it's a very deep picture. Usually they have a lot of content, even in the picture within the sketch. I, I thought that's a beautiful idea. That's a brilliant idea. Thank so you. I, I was hoping somebody, I was hoping somebody, your wife or your daughter or somebody was the artist, but Hey, you're doing great technology art. Good job. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's fantastic. Hey, Steve, is there anything else you want to make sure and share with the audience before we close out today? I would just say, you know, thank you, Dal, for letting me come on your show and to share my heart. Uh, you know, if there's anybody out there who is struggling with accomplishing something and they're not getting to it, and, you know, if they have insecurities holding them back, contact me. Let's talk about how I can help you, uh, you know, through a coaching type of uh, program to achieve what you want to achieve. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we're going to reach out, Steve, if you get that chance. Listen, we are so glad, so thankful, Steve. Thanks for coming on the show and we'll catch up with you again. Can't wait till the book comes out. We'll get you. you back on when that happens. Awesome. All right. Oh, it was great hearing from Steve. What a, what a great story he has. I loved his idea there of calling himself a, a, a leadership confidence catalyst. Uh, that's a, that was a, a great concept. I guess he, he kind of has branded himself that way as a coach, a confidence catalyst. Yeah, he knows that leaders are ready, uh, and a lot of them are ready to go. They just they need someone to kind of give them that extra push. Um, again, one of those things that, that we had in common, you know, I wrote uh, that children's book, Kylan Meets Lena, a uh, long time ago, uh, and it's the same idea. And we are actually going to be publishing a course about that right after the first of the year um, on helping people gain that same kind of confidence. So Steve and I had that in common as well. But he just, he works very hard, he, you know, and the tools he uses are different from things I've used in the past. Um, I've done Strength Finders, but I haven't used it much. And then um, the UMAP is an interesting tool. So. Well, what I loved about, kind of his approach is he wants to focus on on the strengths not dwell on the negatives so much i i think it's critically important that all of us become very familiar with our negatives we need to know what they are and we need to keep them out in front of us so that we're aware of them 
but oftentimes I think people can get trapped in obsessing over them instead of just recognizing them for what they are, where you really need to be obsessive and focused is on your strengths, the things that, that, that you do well, the gifts that you have, the things that uh, make, you, make you uniquely capable. And it will be in those strengths that you figure out how to work with your weaknesses. And, and the two together kind of really make us a whole person when we understand that. Yeah, I think one of the things he pointed out too, and this this comes from him being a coach, I think some, uh, as well as his leadership experience, is when it comes to that that shadow side of our strengths, there's there's a shadow side. Sure. Really, the best way to identify that is to have people in your life who are ready to tell you the truth when your shadow start, side starts to come out. And, right. And and you just put it back in the put it back in the cupboard. I mean, right. We know that that's there. It's not it, it's not something we get past unless you're perfect. And I only know one person who's ever perfect. So there's that shadow side, but we just need people in our lives who will tell us, Hey, shadow side's coming out. Um, I could, you call yours the, uh, fricking critic, the fricking critic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And someone will say, Hey, I I think I hear that going on here. Um, uh, for me and a lot of people, this will surprise a lot of people. I just, it's Mr. Doubt. Um, I just, I just start doubting myself and doubting everything I'm doing. And so that, that comes out and people just have to, you know, notice that say, Hey, here it is and and put it back in the closet. And that way you can stay in your strengths, but that means we need people. And that's what Steve's book is about. That's what we're here for. And we just need people in our lives. And so uh, that's why I was excited to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I can relate to that so much, you know, as I've often stated it, it, the, 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 what I, I've actually referred to that shadow as the anti mission because my, my positive aspects is the mission I'm on, the things I'm supposed to be doing. And every once in a while, my anti mission shows up. And I love that idea of calling it a shadow because one of the things I've been very clear about is sometimes it's hard for me to tell the difference between the two when I'm in mission and when I'm not and when I'm in my anti-mission, because they are so closely related and it's all nuanced in how, how I emphasize certain parts of, of, of who I am. So that, that's a, that's a great way to picture that. That's, that helped me a whole lot in, in, in hearing him talk about that. Yeah. So one of the things I'm excited about coming up um, just in the last couple of days, uh, we're going to have the opportunity to interview some of those men in our lives. Um, sure. Who are, who are part of that. Not to mention that, you know, you and I have been that for each other for, sure. you know, a lot of years, but Our just the lives. ability. Yeah. But the ability to step in and, and hear from some of the guys who know us <laughs> um, and, and hear some of their strengths and then how that's blessed them, how that's helped them, but maybe even some of, you know, how they can help us again and <laughs> sure. <laughs> call sure. us out. So, yeah. So his book isn't out yet. We, we said that up front. His book is coming out sometime early next year, hopefully around the late February, early March timeframe. Uh, the book is Apples and Oranges on Your Team. Um, we mentioned in the, in the re- interview that we will link below uh, a link to, to Steve Sullivan. So if you, if you hear this podcast and you want to reach out to him before the book comes out, you can reach out to him, get a connection with him, and he'll probably be happy to let you know when the book is available. Um, I think, I think as you also mentioned, there's an opportunity to uh, check out some of the stories ahead of time. So connecting with Steve will do that. We'll provide that link um, uh, to our audience here and, and make that available to them. So. Yep. Sounds good. Now, anything else that you have from, uh, from your talk with Steve that you want to, you want to bring to the surface today? 
No, I just want to, I guess the one little thing I would encourage people, notice too that Steve talks about leadership um, in your organization, but he also talks about the organization that's the, that matters the most to us in your home. And we need to make sure we're headed into Christmas. We just got through Thanksgiving. I just want to encourage people over this next few months. Let's remember in a year that has been chaotic and weird that we need each other. And let's let's keep relationship uh, ahead of some of our goals and some of our agendas and let that rule the day. Great. Great. Well, Dow, it's been great again doing this with you. I look forward to next week. And just to let everybody know, our plan is to is to put a show out weekly, and we intend to do that right through the holidays, um, so folks can uh, folks can come and grab a, a show each week from us. It's been great being with you. Hey, everybody! Remember this: life is a gift, living is a choice, and living is measured in relationships. So choose relationships today.